0: Modern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wanting the world over the platform they deserve. I'm your host, Nathan Ragland, and for today's episode, well, why don't you all come inside the house, relax, and enjoy some quality time with the missus. Today's guest is Miranda Parkin, an artist and voice actor known for their wide range of roles, as well as their eerie art, including a very welcoming housewife. Truth be told, Miranda was a guest that we've been trying to have on for a little bit Uh, due to times not necessarily meeting up. We wanted to have her on back whenever we were doing Halloween leading up to it, but that didn't line up. But regardless, this is still a fantastic episode with a wonderful guest. Sincerely, this was a very fun chat that I know you guys are going to absolutely love. If you enjoy Miranda, please make sure you support her with the links down in the description below. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Leave five stars wherever you can. You know I see that stuff, and you know that means the world to me. And hey, speaking of interesting concepts, at the very least, if you guys have not already, you should seriously consider donating to the Indiegogo for the Evil Little Thing. We'll talk about it in the episode, but Miranda actually does have a little bit of a hand with this. So if you enjoy what Miranda is doing and want to see more opportunities that we can work with her, or just a fun, incredible concept of a horror-comedy adult animated series about a demon goat causing chaos to suburbia, I mean, was there not to love? And you guys should really donate quickly. We are getting into the last two weeks of our Indiegogo. Any help would be greatly appreciated. But now, without further ado... Please enjoy the postmodern art podcast. Do you have any questions or concerns before we get the show on the road?
1: What is your policy on cursing? Depends. Am I your, cool to curse?
0: Uh, I was gonna say it depends on what your policy is. Which, if you're wondering, yeah, I'll give a fuck. Go for it. Oh,
1: okay, great. Because <laughs> like sometimes I'll I'll just like let one slip out, and I'm like, oh shit! Like, is this a kid? Like, is this like an all ages uh, podcast? The, the, uh, the, the, this is this is
0: more like just a. Uh, uh, the, the mentality I like to have with this podcast is, like, a calm, cool, casual conversation. And, like, especially okay. as adults, when you're in that cool conversation, a, a, a fucker shit yeah. stops, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, like, I'm, yeah. yeah
0: all, right. all good. All right, Miranda, before we really get going, I must ask the icebreaker question of the podcast, if I may. Let's say you get to go to a dessert island on your own accord. It's just you, alone with your thoughts. You get to kick back, relax, breathe, get to truly enjoy yourself for a little bit. With accommodations, you're not stranded on an island. It's like like your personal, like, B&B or whatnot on this island.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: To help make sure you don't go completely insane on this island, you can bring one piece of media or one piece of art with you to help with whatever kind of headspace you want on this island. If given this opportunity, what would that one piece be?
1: Hmm. Okay, so it would be, like, an art, like, one piece, like, media, like, a movie or... Or a TV show, or like a, a piece of art.
0: Movie, right? TV show, music, video game, whatever you consider okay. art or okay. music, it's all under that
1: realm. Um. Uh. Five hundred copies of B movie. No. Um, <laughs> um. You know. You know. You know. I don't know. Um. Some one one movie that I could just watch over and over again. Oh, I got it. Um, I would bring I would bring Wes Anderson's Moonrise Kingdom.
0: Oh, I would bring that one. Okay, okay. Is there a particular reason why that's the go-to one for you?
1: Um, well, uh, I love it. I've loved it since I was a teenager, and also uh, the 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 guy in it who's the main the main guy the main character that is my boyfriend. Oh, so I would love <laughs> to watch him do his thing and have fun. I would love to just get to get to watch him and get to watch a movie that I love. So. There we go. That's a good one. That
0: that's right? That's a it, that's a that's an interesting one. It's a fun little tidbit as well. Just kind of that casual flex of like, yeah, you know my boyfriend, he was the lead for a Wes Anderson film. Just saying.
1: <laughs> I just I'm I'm living out my dream. I'm living out my dream. And he's like the best. I didn't even I had no idea. I was just like he's a total like he loves movies and he's just like the funniest person I know, and uh, I love him very much. So. Well, that's
0: that's sweet to hear. That it's it's very sentimental to <laughs> know that you know that's the movie that you would want to bring with you, kind of both because obviously the movie is good. It's not just because he stars in it. That's just yeah. a nice little you know plus yeah, one. Yeah, know like the movie is
1: great.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to really say if there's a bad wes Anderson film I mean I could be wrong I there's mean, not yeah like if nothing there's else like, not if nothing no else the, the aesthetic alone is what's gonna carry that movie you know
1: oh yeah 100
0: <laughs> but yeah re- but regardless moonrise Kingdom that is your answer you're locking that in
1: yeah I'm like that's my lock of the week
0: then if that's the case I could not think of a better way to start. The Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Nathan Ragland. Uh, feel free to like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Uh, you can support the Indiegogo for The Evil Little Thing live right now. Link to that will be in the description below. You might hear a thing or two Do about I. that later on. Just saying. <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, <laughs> cough, cough. Uh <coughs> and- <laughs> And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Blue Sky at Postmod Art Pod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> she is an artist and voice actor known for their wild range of roles and their eerie art, featuring a very welcoming housewife. Welcome to the podcast, Miranda Parkin. <coughs>
1: Let's go! Yeah, let's go. Let's get into it There you go. How are you doing today? (laughs) I'm really I'm good. I'm really good. Um, I've been I've been working. I've, you said housewife. I'm working on some crazy housewife art. So Ooh. y'all y'all get ready for that.
0: Good, you're so that you're, was my day today. <laughs> I'll say you are feeding us well. I mean, regardless to say, obviously I'm a huge fan of that. That's what got me into your art in the first place. And obviously getting to Thank to really you. really getting to dive in and seeing the stuff you've been able to produce with that and the stuff beforehand, as well as the other like hands you've had in art that's just like make you a really interesting multifaceted artist. Like it, I knew today was gonna be an interesting conversation when it comes to just all the aspects that you have but before we divulge into the art you're making nowadays i want to go back just a little mm. bit if i may i want to learn more or less mm. the origin story of miranda what got you interested mm. in art in the first place
1: that miranda lore yes um so my dad is a commercial and film and tv actor and also he's a voice actor so oh. that kind of got me into voiceover and i just i loved it since a very young age but that being said, like in the visual arts side, um, I, no one in my family is a visual artist. So I just kind of had to, I was kind of doodling in class. I took choir for a really long time, which also got me into voiceover. Like I was singing and also like acting with my voice. So it's like, you know, it's very similar. It's a similar kind of vibe there. Um, and, you know, it's like I, I was doodling in class, I was doodling in choir class, and I was like, oh, Maybe I can do this for a living. Maybe I can do this for a job. Mm-hmm. So I ended up taking my first art class in, um, in like, my sophomore year of high school, okay. I think. So I didn't do it at all, like, in elementary or middle school. Like, I didn't take art classes. And by the time that I got to high school, they were like, well, you know, we're not going to put you in, like, the beginner art class because you're, you know, you're kind of beyond that. But you're also not AP level yet. Um, so they were like, okay, here's an intermediate one. And I just they would just give me projects and I would do it. And then AP art was a lot of critique. Like that was the next couple years. Okay. So I've never actually had a here's how to draw class. Like we've had, I've had like people critique my work, but never, never teaching you how to draw, like no, no shapes, no values, none of that, because that was like beginner stuff in high school. And I just kind of skipped that. So I don't know. I've never had a proper art class, like how to draw this thing. So I've just been, you know, studying movies and Pinterest and artists that I like, and um, you know, putting that all in, all in one.
0: I mean, the, to to hear the fact that you basically kind of already had that more or less foundation for the the art that you kind of developed on your own to where like. They didn't yeah. even need to give you, like, the, the the basic classes of, like, here's how you draw a circle. Here's how you draw a square. No, like, you, you basically got yeah. to, got to the, the, the more detailed stuff of, like, shading and, like, foreground and background and stuff. Like, really, yeah. really, it, it's, I guess it's more or less like a, what's the word I'm looking for? A... Demonstration of, like, the talent that you were able to... Like, the natural talent that you already Aww. had right off the bat, which is incredible. Well, I
1: mean, it was it was a lot of work. It was a lot of practice. I think it was just really practice, practice, practice for me. Because, you know, no one's, like, born being an amazing artist. Like, right. you have to... I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm the best artist in the world, because I'm not. And I don't think anyone is, per se. Like, I think everyone has their own different skill sets and level of artistry. And I'm still, you know, I'm still working to improve myself. And when I was little, my dad would always buy me the art of books for, like, The Incredibles and, you know, and, like, all these Disney and Pixar movies, and I would study them. I'd look at them and try and, like, you know, copy and then repeat and then do it in my own style. Like, that was kind of how I taught myself to to do it. I would, like, look at what these people did that I liked, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. I'll add this into my art and then you know do it over and over again and then see how that goes you know
0: absolutely i mean it's incredible to hear that like your father's a reinforcement more or less of just your art in general both when it comes to the, the oh yeah
1: no he loves it i
0: would say both when it comes to the the the, the obviously practical one but also like the voice acting being like the foundation for yeah. that in the first place like it, if i may ask like is there any particular roles that people might know your dad of like just off the top of your head
1: Um, well, he was in, uh, he was in American Dad for a couple of episodes. He played Haley's boss. Okay. Um, he was in, uh, What's Up With Andy in the 90s. Um, he does a lot of commercials. He has a Tide Spot running right now on TV. Um, what else? Uh, he, he just does a lot of commercials and, um... He was in the Thornbirds uh, as like a little role, and then like j- you know, just just a bunch of things kind of across um, across all pieces of media. Like he's done so many commercials and so many like radio spots. He was the voice of Fresh and Easy if you guys if you remember oh. that um, that grocery store back in the day. He was like the voice of that on the radio. Okay, um, did lots of spots for and Myers, and, you know, just, just so many so many things. That's, so many things.
0: That's incredible to hear, more or less, especially hearing just kind of the, the legwork he was able to have his own career and how I can only imagine that was a good influence for you and what you're doing nowadays. Yeah. So, so I'm wondering, like, when did it for you go from this, like, just general love and appreciation for this kind of stuff to a true passion and wanting to make it your career?
1: Well, I mean... Oh, one thing that I forgot to mention about my dad is that he created a show with his best friend called Gary Unmarried, and it ran for a couple of seasons on CBS. That's awesome and it was kind of about his life as a single dating dad. Um, and the kid that plays me is now um, in the the MCU. it's It's Katherine Newton, so she plays Ant Man's Daughter in Quantumania. and uh, she's she's really cool. Uh, so that was weird being Goodness. eight years old and, like, hanging out with and then watching her, like, grow. And I was like, I'm so fucking, I'm so proud of her. I'm so proud of her. Um, but my dad made that show with his best friend, and he was writing on it for a really long time. And um, I'm just really proud of him for that. That's that's definitely something that you might know him from. You,
0: you, um, you should be proud but, of that more than anything else.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> um, and back to the... the Thing you asked so like it, it did come from a hobby and then I realized that maybe I could do it for a career
0: Yeah,
1: um, I went to junior college for a while I went to Santa Monica College mm-hmm. and uh, proud to say I'm a junior college dropout yes <laughs> you know who, <laughs> anyone else out there uh, junior college dropout just know you're not alone yep. um, but I went to junior college for a while and I kind of was doing freelance gigs here and there and doing my voiceover And then I realized, I was like, oh, I'm kind of like making these connections and DMing people on Instagram and they seem to like my stuff and they're industry professionals and maybe I should take their advice and, you know, do that full time. So I started doing freelance and I'm still doing freelance and I love it. I love doing freelance. It's so much fun. Uh, And I'm also doing voiceover, of course. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I can. Yeah. I can only imagine, like kind of the 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 freedom that being freelance and doing voiceover stuff kind of allows you to to do at least like right off the bat, starting out.
1: Yeah. No. A hundred percent. It's a little unnerving because I'm like, oh, like where's my next job gonna be? What's my yeah, next yeah. thing gonna be? Like, um. But at the same time, it's like, I am free to to work as hard on this or as or as. Lazy on this as I want to, so it's kind of it's kind of up to me to figure out what is going on there <laughs>
0: I mean, absolutely. I I know at least for me, when I was doing the research on you, whenever I whenever I first wanted you on this podcast, I'll be honest. The voice acting stuff was the stuff I knew less about you about, which is probably interesting to hear yeah. sometimes. So in fact, that a lot of people, especially look at some of the roles that you've had, probably know you more for the voice acting stuff than the art stuff. Like, yeah,
1: like, maybe so. Like, I don't even know because it's it's funny. Like, my first uh, anime just came out, My Happy Marriage, and it's my first anime that I've ever been in, and I played the lead. Uh, named Mio and she is like she is like the softest spoken, most like timid, shy, like she literally sounds like this and it's like, you know, it's like I'm so sorry, like I'm so sorry you know, it's literally like the most whispery version and then you like see like me in person and I'm like hey, what's up dude? How are you doing? Uh, and then you see my art and it's like terrifying <laughs> so it's like Oh. I don't know. I have layers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you are like it. You are like an ogre. You are like an onion. You have layers. <laughs> I am an onion.
1: I am an onion. I'm literally an onion. Well, let me peel. Let me peel
0: back the probably the easiest layer to talk about, at least right off the bat, and that would obviously (laughs) be the voice acting stuff right off the bat. I mean, obviously we know, you know, having your dad being in the industry like that, you know, it's very easy to see how it is to kind of break into it. But obviously, seeing what seeing what he does, and then you actually going forth and making that your reality has to be a whole different thing. I'm wondering, like, how is it for you, like, really starting out, like, really trying to get your foot in the door?
1: Yeah, it was, it's kind of different because I've been doing it since I was five, Oh, wow.
0: Okay. Um.
1: So I, I started it when I, do, I did commercials and I did a couple of things. And I was very close to a large role. And then my mom was like, no, you're not being a child actor. No, thanks. And she just didn't let me do it for like a long time. And then I moved back to my dad's house when I was 16. And I'm like, I want to do voiceover immediately. I was like, that's the first thing that I want to do. <laughs> so I've been in lots of video games, uh, lots of commercials. Um, I think the two, like, main things that people would know me from is uh, My Happy Marriage and the sequel to the game The World Ends With You called Neo The World Ends With You, which Mm -hmm. is on the Switch and the PS4. And I voiced Nagi, which is like, she's like the third in the trio. Um, And I'm also in Arena of Valor. I'm in Shadowverse, the the digital card game. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm in uh Moonbreaker, which is from the studio that does Subnautica. Um Ooh. there's just a there's a, that one's like more of a chess like kind of strategy. Right, kind of game. right. Um and then I also do ADR, which is voice like voice matching and stuff for for movies and things. So like those escape room movies that came out a little while ago. There was two of them. They were Sony movies and I voice matched the main character. So um like, oh, every okay. time, like, when she was off screen, I would be doing, like, her voice. I would be doing her screams and some lines. And, and it was just, so, like, you know, I just kind of do, and I do dubbing as well, like, just for live action shows. Um,
0: I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: just a bunch of random stuff, whatever I can book, you know. No um, I I mean, I can, I can like, only I can't yeah.
0: imagine yeah.
1: <laughs> like yeah, it's like you take what you get. Like yeah. you take what you get no matter what. Like you're going to come and do your job. You're going to do your job whether it's the tiniest little thing. You're going to do your you're going to try your freaking hardest because they hired you and they like you. So you you know, you are like yes, I don't care if it's an industrial for small town I, I don't care like whatever the job is like I'm gonna I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring it I'm yep. gonna do my all you know
0: it's one of those things that like you know getting to hear uh, like people such as yourself that have had these like cool incredible opportunities and other voice actors that have brought on this podcast or whatnot it, it gives me a little bit more inspiration because I've been wanting to get into voice acting I've been really like pushing myself to try to get more into voice acting I mean I've had some yeah. cool opportunities I've been the the lead voice for uh, Indian uh uh in, wow, why did the words just escape me? An indie video game <laughs> for a creator that I brought on the podcast previously. I mean, like, and that was cool, but it's been a while since I've had, That's like... That's great. A, yeah. I, I still champion that to this day, the chameleon, for people that want to go check out the video game and hear my Ooh. voice throughout. Yep. But it's like, you know, I, I've also been, like, really lacking on it and really need to, like, put that, light that fire back underneath me to be like, I need to do more voice acting opportunities. I need to go out there and practice. I need to try to get opportunities such as like you getting to voice like animes that people watch on like Crunchyroll and stuff or like games that games that people are able to play on the switch or freaking being the voice of the Taco Bell Chihuahua for a hot second. Like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Fun fact that the Taco Bell dog is, uh, his name, the voice of that dog is named Carlos and He's also the voice of Mr. Crocker on fairly odd parents, which is just so weird to me. Uh, yeah, Carlos.
0: I was say trust me, Carlos Rocky is one of those names that I've always been aware of, especially like not ju- not just with like yeah. Crocker, but also like Rocco from Rocco's Modern Rocco, Life. Of yeah, course. like you know one of those actors. Like I think you mentioned this in another podcast, but like just looking at like who voices X character and then seeing all the other different characters that they voice, it's just like a, a, yep. a it's like a whiplash more or less of like oh it you-. is it is.
1: <laughs> I mean, like honestly, like what I try and work on the most is like accents and different character voices because that's ultimately what I want to do like I want to do animation and stuff which I've been really lucky enough to get to do uh you know quite quite a few projects but but you know like I I try and really really work on my craft like whenever my dad will do an accent or something I'll do it right back at him you know like and I just like practice 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 you know you have to listen really hard to like the voices and the dialects that you want to do Like, you know, British, Scottish, whatever, Russian, Australian, you have to listen and repeat and that's like, it's hard, but you know, it's what you gotta Mm -hmm. do ultimately.
0: I mean, it's, it's never easy trying to do accents. I mean, that that's, but, but that's also part of the training of, you know, going into voice acting, like trying yeah, to do what you can literally. to replicate a voice or like bring out the specific voice that like whoever is hiring you is specifically wanting. And I mean, like the opportunities that you kind of listen or whatnot, like they are nothing to like sneeze at, obviously like, you know, the big one that was for me is obviously being one of the main protagonist for, you know, Neo, the world ends with you, which is one of those, like, games that people, like, especially, like, if they're in the know, it's one of those, like, cult classics, I guess would probably be the best word for it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It must have been surreal for you to realize that you got an opportunity to provide a voice for such a beloved series.
1: Oh, yeah. I was actually really scared about it because um, like, you know, I'm a new character Mm -hmm. and, you know, like, I wasn't sure if people were going to like her or think she was cringe or annoying. And like, that's, you know, that's not, I don't know. It doesn't, it shouldn't matter what people's opinions are on my character, but I kind of just, I would like my selfish desire is like, Oh man, I wish, I hope that people like it. I hope people like the performance. I hope they don't think I'm terrible, you know? Like, it's just, you know, I shouldn't care what people think, but ultimately I'm like, well, I, I really hope that they like this character. Um, and they did, and they really liked her. And I'm, like, <laughs> just, like, I was so happy to be a part of it. It was so much fun. It was the best. I actually recorded a lot of my lines in here Oh wow! in this little booth because a lot of it was recorded over the lockdown. Right, right, So they, like, sent me a big, like, suitcase with, like, you know, a microphone, and it was, yeah, it was just all on this laptop. and uh, in this little booth here. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I imagine you've probably been a little bit too comfortable in that booth a little, well, at least with some of Mm -hmm. the, some of the roles you've had to do.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. No, there was a lot of screaming involved. So I'm really glad that like, I'm really glad that it's soundproof. Yes. Um, Yeah.
0: Oh, that's that's one of the things I I was always wondering about whenever like the lockdown actually happened and people like had to like especially voice actors had to record from home. How many of them yeah. were not properly equipped with the soundproofing rooms where their neighbors had to call the cops, being like, "Hey, I think my neighbor is dying. They're yelling at the top of their yes. lungs."
1: <laughs> yeah, like I would I would get really nervous because I would record for like ADR for like horror movies or like horror game or something, mm. and I would be screaming. You know, I would be doing my screams inside, not in here. And I was like, I'm like, you guys, I'm so sorry. Like, I would knock on their door and be like, hey, guys, I'm so sorry. I'm going to be yelling for a little while. I promise I'm not getting murdered. I promise. Um, I'm just doing an audition. Um, they'd be like, yeah, cool. And then I would go inside and I'd scream my guts out. So, Absolutely. you know, it's... <laughs> it's
0: fun <laughs> it sounds like a lot of fun more than anything else i'm genuinely curious of all the opportunities that you've had so far do you have a particular favorite like voice acting role that you hold near and dear at this point that you can talk about i should note
1: that i can talk about Ah, oh, damn it i have a couple projects that i'm doing and i can't talk about them oh, I um, can imagine. but um i mean okay so well well um i mean i think i think Both, both, you know, The World Ends With You and My Happy Marriage. My Happy Marriage was, like, it's, like, big. It's my first anime. Mm -hmm. It was, like, you know, it was huge. It's, like, it's on Netflix and it's beautiful and it's being animated by the same studio that did, like, um, did, like, Made in Abyss, which is, like, a really cool anime that I like a lot. And I'm, like, wow, like, this is so cool. And, like, being able to say that I was, like, in this wonderful project with wonderful people and... Like they were all all of the things that I've done have been so much fun. Um, But I think the most exciting was probably my happy marriage, because like having a lead role and getting to do so much work Mm -hmm. because she does go through a lot of emotional changes. So I had to like make myself sound more confident. And there's a part where she has to face herself and her other self is like evil and I had to like do an evil voice like what would this character sound like if they were evil and it was just it was a big challenge I think that's why I liked it so much okay um was because I got to like actually really work hard
0: that's um
1: it was very fun oh
0: I can only imagine like the the challenge alone does sound like it'd be fun like going through all those different kind of changes all the different reflections and inflections that you had to do to really nail that role down. Yeah. I like, it 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 just sounds like fun. So it makes me also curious now that you've had like challenges like this and such, what is the dream role for you? What would be the one role that you would love to tackle if you had the opportunity to?
1: Oh my God. Um, any like villain, any villain, I would love to be a villain. That would be so cool. Or a child who is like, Possibly like inhabited with the spirit of something older, so I could like curse in my child voice, you know. <laughs> like all I think, of, all I can think of is like five from Umbrella Academy, because yep. he's like twelve, but he's also like a grizzled old man on the inside, you know. And I'm just like, I want, I love that like o- the trope of like overly mature like ten year old. I think that's like so funny to me, like Hit Girl and Kick Ass. Yeah, no, exactly. Like she's so cool, and she like you know. She like acts overly mature for her age, so I would love to get to do my little kid voice, but like be able to, you know, curse and get mad at people.
0: I I thought I thought you were gonna go for like kind of like an exorcist kind of thing of like having the child voice that be able to say like fuck twenty different times, but no, like I get what you're getting at with that. That would be cool too. I'm
1: down with that. (laughs) That sounds great.
0: (laughs) You're not picky. It's a roll.
1: It pays. No, I'm not picky. I would, but but honestly, like that would be so much fun. That would be so awesome. I would love that.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I can only imagine like some of the roles you can dream up of, especially for like that horror one that I kind of mentioned, because it kind of leads yeah. in hand with kind of the art you've been able to produce on your own, the digital art or like mm-hmm. the physical art, which is what I definitely want to talk about next. Like the the art you've been able to produce yeah. that, uh, aside from your voice, is some of the most impressive art that I got to see out there. Like
1: I'm dude, I, that's so. Sp- I, thank you. Oh, I'm I'm <laughs> oh dead God, serious. Thanks.
0: Like I, I'm genuinely curious. Like for for those that may not know about you before now, or at least not know about this aspect of it, how would you describe your art? And how did you kind of develop the style that you did?
1: I mean, it's kind of strange because I have, since I've been working like with a lot of like different people, I have to kind of develop my style to like match their project. Mm-hmm. Like the, like the the art that I did for evil little thing is like not my style, but I had to like develop my style to be like that you know and um so like with the scary art i take inspiration from like found footage horror movies okay people like i don't know like trevor henderson who the guy who made siren head he's a big inspiration of mine um i mean just like creepy movies just in general like i love horror movies um anything like found footage and like freaky Um, But then, like, my other stuff, like Housewife and, like, my other character design things, I take inspiration from, like, a lot of, like, classic Disney movies, but, like, more, like, more Disney concept art rather than the final Disney piece because I honestly, more often than not, think the concept art is more interesting than the actual... Like final product, like if you've ever seen concept art of Elsa from yes, Frozen, yes, that was that was
0: literally what she I was, was going so, to say.
1: <laughs> literally, she looked so cool, but then they yassified her. <laughs> Why did they do that?
0: I guess Wait, the, look the,
1: look how they massacred my girl. I, like, I guess <laughs>
0: to try to make her seem relatable and redeemable for the audience. I don't know. And she looked I cool. Guess. Let her be cool.
1: <laughs> she looked cool. She looked cool. But, yeah, like, there's a lot of, like, concept artists that I follow that I really enjoy. And, like, I just take inspiration from kind of, like, everywhere, really. I mean, that's... that's... Uh, but, yeah, definitely scary movies.
0: Yeah, well, that actually, thank yeah. goodness for bringing it back to that, because I was going to lead that to my next point. Obviously, what is it about, like, horror films and stuff like that that's, like, the immediate, I- immediate inspiration for me? Because, like, looking through your art, I could tell that that has a very strong presence in your art, like, how you want to present yeah. it. So, like, why why is that, like, the go-to for you?
1: I think, I think, like, horror movies, like, they, they, I, I like figuring out, like, what scares me, like, what, what makes me feel something visceral, because, like, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of fictional things that can make you feel a certain way, like, I don't know, like, watching, watching, like, all dogs go to heaven, all you cry because the the animated dog is like dying you know what i mean like there's a lot of things that emotion that you can feel from animation um but also like in terms of me personally i just feel so much i feel so much about horror movies like why does it scare me why does this fictional thing on the tv stick in my brain like it's gonna stick in my brain forever like i remember when i was like when it came out I think I was like 12 or something I saw World War Z and I wasn't really into horror movies back then but there was a certain like image of a certain zombie that like stuck in my brain and I was wondering why that was like why does it scare me so much so I've kind of like tried to unpack that and I'm like wow like found footage horror movies those are cool I wonder how it can make me feel I don't know it's just it's just like I'm very interested in it like, about how and why it scares me. It, it, like, what is scarier than something else?
0: It's it's very interesting, more or less, like, the psychological aspect when it comes to horror films. Because it's like,
1: in the back of your head, yeah. whenever you're watching these films, you
0: know that, like, straight up, yeah, no, this is fake. There's no way this can exist. That, like, there's right. it's obviously like, that this killer is not, like, a real person. Da, da, da. But yet, like, in the right. moment, in the heat of it, when you're watching this stuff, like, that visceral reaction that you feel inside mm-hmm. you, like,
1: there's nothing yeah. like it. <laughs> Right. And, like, if you watch a romance movie, romances can happen in real life. Yeah. That's not fictional. Like, a story like that could take place. But monsters aren't real. So there's got to be, like, some psychology around, like, you know, like, why do we feel so much fear from this certain thing? Why are we afraid of the dark, you know? Yeah.
0: like, Yeah. And also, how dare you say monsters are real? What's been the thing that's been going bump under my bed for these entire, like, ten years of my life, huh?
1: Um... Guys, hate to break it to you, it's probably Gary Busey. It's uh, probably You under
0: know there. what? That's probably very valid. That that explains the random outbursts <laughs> here and there and the I think that's cocaine <laughs> I see around here. I uh, know <laughs> uh, no disrespect to Gary Busey for whatever reason. Um <laughs> <laughs> But, no, regardless, like, I, I can really, I can really see, especially with some of the artwork you've been able to present out there, like, kind of that, that presence of, especially, like, the found footage stuff. I mean, like, the yeah. the detail that you can sometimes put in some of your characters and some of your drawings is, like, is the is that's the shit I crave like I love seeing like the art you've been able to to produce and like how well you've been able to really capture like a person's emotion or a person's like complexion uh like you do a good job really getting those details just right
1: thank you that's so sweet of you I you know I love like I do I do a a bit of like photo bashing like there's one um like picture of like A creepy creature like in a mall arcade that I have on my Instagram page and I actually took that picture it's from like a a mall um, in Sacramento and then I of course I draw the character in and like I'm not really that good at backgrounds or it just takes me too long so I would much rather spend that time on a character so like whatever kind of art that you can make like I always advise people to play to their strengths and like my strengths are like drawing creepy things, right? Like, I'm, I, I know I can do that in my sleep, but, like, I would much rather spend time on drawing that rather than the background. Um, but, you know, sometimes I'll add stuff in the background. Like, sometimes I'll add, like, strokes of paint or take out something that I didn't like or kind of edit the photo to what I want it to be. So...
0: Or put, or put I don't like, know. I have a weird process. <laughs> or put like a little teaser or a hint of like something something that goes bump in the night in the background, you know, just a just a little right. stuff like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Like just I like little little things. I, I imagine it has to impress you sometimes. Like just like whenever you get done with a certain piece or whatnot, like it has to impress you sometimes. Like just how well you've been able to execute it properly. <laughs>
1: I can't say that I think I I can't say that I feel impressed with myself all the time. But um, usually I'm just kind of uh, I'm usually just excited to see what people will think of it. Okay. And like like because I just want the, the audience's reaction. Like I, I really I'm like, all right, I did I did a job there. Um, I did something that I thought was cool. And then now I'm excited to see how people like it. Like, wow, you know, are they gonna be scared? Which one do they think is gonna be scarier? I'm really excited to know what like my friends think well, and stuff like that.
0: Well if you want to talk about getting an audience reaction, let's talk about the biggest audience reaction you've had so far when it comes to your artwork. <laughs> and that's with this wonderful concept known as the housewife. Um so uh, I, yes I, I I I love this creature. Like first and foremost, I gotta start by <laughs> saying that I love this creature right off the bat. How exactly, Yay. how exactly did you come up with this concept of a literal housewife? And again, for the people at home that may not know about this art beforehand, how would you, what is the housewife? How would you describe how the housewife looks?
1: Um, she's a little quirky. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's corked up, all right? Uh, she, listen, she, okay, so so the first drawing that I did, I was like inspired by a drag look and I forget who it was that did the drag but she had a like house on her head and like her whole face was like sticking out of the house and I was like that is like such a cool concept and like I love object heads you know and stuff like that and I was like what if it's just Mm -hmm. eyes and teeth that would be so freaking creepy and then I drew kind of a complex uh very like complex design um, where it was just the eyes and the teeth and it was a, like a girl in a dress and like a bunch of lace and lace on her shoes. And I was like, this is cool, but what if I like simplify it? So it's like easier to animate cause I want to animate this character. That would be really cool. So I kind of simplified the design and made it kind of like, I don't know, just easier to draw. Um, and then I started animating her in these like weird, creepy spaces um so i kind of i don't know she she kind of bounced back and forth in terms of lore like what she actually is is she a person is she ai is she this is she that like you know no one really knows (laughs) um because i was so kind of general with my horror concepts i was like Oh, what if she can say, don't look under the bed? That would be cool and spooky. Mm -hmm. What if she can say, stay down there, I will make you a cake, and I won't tell you what's in it. You know, like, it's just very general, like, scary, creepy things, and honestly, just because I didn't really know what I was doing, I was like, I just want it to be creepy, and I made her as creepy as I could make her, so...
0: I was gonna say you yeah. did you did a really good job making her creepy as all get out, and I mean that in the most affectionate <laughs> way possible. Like, thank you. <laughs> like, ser- like I remember whenever I was first seeing like this this housewife concept and like some of the the way that you had it, like animated and like some of the like the little details, like the the way that like her dress would be messed up with a few like tiny splatters of blood or like you know kind of the yeah. the, the 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 still up like the the voice that you use whatever voice you use or whatnot to give it like. A kind of like yeah. uneasy, like sound to it more than anything <laughs> else like you really did a good job like e- like when you first glance at the character you get like an instant comfort because you get that like nostalgic 1950s you know housewife right. look or whatnot like it's that instant yeah. nostalgic that you should feel comfortable with and then she talks and then you notice the little details and then you notice the blood on the walls and you answer like <laughs> what the fuck is going on
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, you know, I just, I don't know, I just have a really weird, like, fascination with, like, the 50s and retro things, and I was just, like, I was, I was taken with it, I was like, oh my god, this is so, like, freaky, I want to do more of this, and I just kept going, and I was like, this is cool, this is cool, and then everyone was like... I want to fuck her. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I'm still going to keep doing it, though, because it's creepy. I mean, they either want to run away or they want to get in bed with her. So it's like, I'm like, all right, do what you want to do. She'll probably, like, you know, you. Um, Like, she she will... You know? Yep, yep. If you, you can try, though. I, I was
0: say. I, <laughs> I don't know. I'll say, look, this is the internet that we're talking about here, all right? I don't know what you expected That's true. when you re- That's pre- true. When you presented. That's uh, true. When you presented a person with decent yeah. pr- proportions, like no matter what their head is and no matter what her intentions, yeah. this is the internet we're talking about
1: here. Yeah. Also, she's like technically a trad wife, so.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> But she's creepy. She's creepy with it. I mean I mean she
0: she certainly rocks it, whatever it is, more than anything else. Um
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> like I, I can only imagine like how wild it was for you like not only presenting this character and like seeing how cool it is, but like seeing the internet's reaction to it, like you said, like people either be oh, yeah. like instantly terrified of it or like really latching on to it one way or another, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, there was just, there was people, like, making costumes, like, I've been, I've been putting stuff on my story, but, like, my cosplayer friends are, like, being her for Halloween, and I'm like, oh my god, like, this is, like, a thing, this is crazy, and I was just, like, so, I was just so happy to, like, have that kind of response from something that I did, because that's never happened to me before, like, I've never had an original character that has gone that far And I'm honestly just really grateful that everyone loves her so much because I'm like, she loves you back. Like, I love you guys back. Like, that's, it's such an honor because the internet is harsh. Yes. The internet is freaking harsh. Yes, it is. So I'm like, I'm like, wow, I can't believe that there's something that you guys actually like on here. That's great.
0: i would say, yeah, the internet is harsh. Trust me, I I have been on the internet long enough to know just how brutal it could be, especially with certain concepts, yeah. certain people. So the fact that like people are again either running away or like instantly clinging on to this concept, like it's it's yeah. really surreal. And like the the love that the community has given back to you, like I can only imagine how much like your your support has really blown up since you really introduced this all to the world.
1: Oh yeah, no, it's been it's been insane like my following has gone way up and it's like it's it's like nothing i've ever had on on my page before and i'm just like wow I, I really gotta like go forward with this so like right now i'm actually i'm making a pitch bible for her okay so and for like what she would be and who she is so i've got an actual lore i have lore for her like mm. i know what she is now um And there was a lot of different ideas that I had, like, what if she's someone with her mind wiped and her face is gone, or what if she's an android, or, you know, what if she's this or that? What if everyone has a housewife and they go crazy? Like, there was just a bunch of weird things, because it's really hard to create something out of pretty much nothing, just a scary idea. Like, it's just a scare. It's like making an entire movie out of, like, a 10-page picture book. Like, that's hard, I mean, <laughs> uh, but figured it out.
0: We figured it out. I was going to say, it's, it's like, it's like you know, it's almost as hard as trying to make a, a movie out of a video game to where all you got to do is walk around and, and grab, grab, like, pieces of paper mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And we've seen the results of that yeah. for better or for worse. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. I, can, I can only imagine, I can only imagine, especially like what you're like really brewing up when it comes to this, uh, housewife. I remember seeing you posting on Instagram the other day, kind of a couple of photos of what you consider like the origin or whatnot. Just seeing that like yeah. really creepy photo of the woman just like with the, the, the house on her head, like just seeing the woman's face, mm-hmm. just, just that, just,
1: yeah. hi, hi, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, like, it is, she is, like, I can confirm to you now that she is a a sort of AI, like, artificial intelligence robot okay. with that, that photo that you saw of that person's face. That is her mask. Like, that is her, like, animatronic face. That's, like, her, you know, silicone rubber mask. And, it, you know, when you take it off, that's where the eyes and the teeth are because that's all you can really see. <clears throat> Uh, if you take off like an animatronics mask, you yeah, know yeah. It, it's the same thing as like with Megan, like mm-hmm. that movie Megan, when you know they took off her face, it's just her eyes and her teeth, and it's creepy. Um, you know, same thing. Five Nights at Freddy's, like yeah. it's it's everything has been done before, but it's kind of my job to make it different, yeah, um, in some way, shape, or form. Uh, so I've definitely I have a whole like large like three act structure thing that I've been working on and my writer buddies uh, and my dad and we've all been working on it Um, and it's been really fun so far and I've been making some concept art for it so that was one of the pieces of the concept art so she is and she is an artificial intelligence being
0: I mean it's it the the fact that again we're already getting like the groundwork for what could potentially be next especially hearing the, the the support you you support group you have both immediately yeah. and internet wise to see how far you can honestly take this concept like I, I can only imagine yeah. how surreal it is I'm, I'm curious as well like whether it is one of the housewife pieces or just a general piece in general do you have a personal favorite piece that you've been able to put forth onto the world like thinking of all the because obviously you've been, you've been doing this for a good bit. I mean it doesn't I mean it could be one of the housewife pieces or it could be just like a personal favorite one with like a good connection to like a movie or a show that you have or whatnot, but do you have a personal favorite?
1: I don't know. I can't <laughs> choose. Um because they all like the the reason that I can't choose and I don't want it to be like a cop out or anything, but actually, you know what, I do have to change that. My my pilot that I made with my dad, our pilot, the Comic Casino, which Ooh. we have been pitching around. That, and I worked on that for a couple of years. Like, I worked on it for two years. Like, we we both, you know, and, and writer writer friends as well, like, we all worked on it. But I I did most of the art on it, and it's 10 minutes, and it's just, like, a very large, it's a very large and, like, big passion project for me. So I would feel like that as a whole has probably been my favorite thing. Okay. Um, but... That being said, favorite, like, art piece or little short animation, I couldn't I couldn't really tell you. I have so much fun just kind of going through art phases, and I know everyone has, like, different style changes, and, like, it's just been fun seeing, like, all the growth and the... Uh, just, like, the different styles and things that I like to do. No, absolutely. Uh, yeah. This is everything, really. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Now, I, I, I want to... Touch upon that point that you were talking about here, because I don't think I've even heard of this pilot of the. You said the comic casino is that what it's called? What what yeah. what is this little project? Because like just just the name alone already has me intrigued on what it's about.
1: So it, it's kind of interesting because we are pitching it, but we started pitching it right before the writers strike, oh, and then okay. our co-writer was like, he he's part of the writers guild, so he couldn't like really contact on anymore. So it was just like it was weird. So we have like connections at studios and things and we're still trying to pitch it as an animated series. But it's essentially about a um, a defense attorney uh, in the like in the future. She goes back to her home planet or her uh, moon uh, and her family's casino. And her dad is a, a casino owner and kind of like a mob boss And she thinks that he's dead, but he has just been put into a robot body. His consciousness has been put into this robot body. Mm. And he owns this casino, and he's going to be vacated, or his soul is going to be vacated from this body, because he is a terrible person, and these things, these robot shells are reserved to preserve the life of philosophers, inventors, you know, People that deserve to live a long time, and not like a mobster shyster guy. <laughs> so she has to go defend him in court, um, and all the while she has to run this casino. So it's kind of like it's like Arrested Development meets Blade Runner twenty forty nine meets The Justins. You know, it's it's a lot, and especially because this this casino uh, is like in the giant version of Vegas. So in, imagine an entire moon. And then just the strip of Vegas, but going all the way around the moon. So there's themed casinos, there's shysters, there's there's uh, grifters, there you know, and all of these aliens. It's like there's different aliens from different dimensions and planets, and they're all there. And the pilot, uh, I we were able to get a lot of my voiceover friends. Uh, we have uh, Gray Delisle, Ooh. Uh, Tara Strong, Billy West. Uh, Maurice LaMarche, Gary Anthony Williams, Mindy Sterling, Lorraine Newman. Um, just, we got, we got the best people. We literally just got the best people. And I'm so, like, I can't even believe that, like, you know, they all were just like, yes, let's do it. And I'm like, oh my God, really? Like, deep Bradley Baker as well. And like, just freaking everyone. It was crazy. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully someone picks it up. Uh, but if not, I'm going to keep pitching because it's done. It's shovel ready. So. You know,
0: I mean, it it sounds like you got yourself like something brewing that could be absolutely incredible. I mean, just hearing the the names of the people that you have on board to help you out with this, not just with like the writer's friends and having your dad on board, which I can imagine the sentimental value of having that on there as well. But like all these incredible names that, you know, the people that know voice acting know just who exactly who you're talking about. Like, yeah, they
1: know who (laughs) these people are.
0: Like, I might have to tap back into you to see if I can get some of those... No, fun- nah, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> but in all seriousness, like, just you describing this to me right right now, like, it sounds like a fun time more than anything else. Like, kind of the, the fun, like, quirky family drama meets, like, yeah. you know, inter- intergalactic space, you know, wild western-esque kind of thing with, like, the Vegas Yeah, aspect. pretty much. Like,
1: it, it yeah. just sounds like
0: chaos in the best way possible. <laughs>
1: Exactly. That's kind of what we were thinking. Um and it's funny because I I play the main character and my dad plays the main character's dad. So we got to like direct each other and like yell at each other and it was really funny. Uh, <laughs> but there was a point there was a point where we were like halfway through recording and right after we had we had gotten done recording Dee Bradley Baker and we had gotten done with that and we were like on to our last couple and my dad was like you do realize you're in this pilot with them, too. Like, they're going to be doing their vocal performances, and and you are as well. Like, you're going to be alongside them. You have to carry this. And then I'm like, (laughs) Oh, no. What did I do? Like... (laughs) What did I get myself into? I freaked out. I'm like, what? I'm like, no, why did I? Like, why? Oh, God. It just, like, freaked me out. It nearly gave me a panic attack in the car because I was like, oh, no, I'm going to have to hold my own against, like, terra fucking strong. (laughs) Like, I'm going to have, like, not against, but with, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to have to be in this pilot with these amazing people and not sound like a total idiot. (laughs) Um, So that was hard and scary, uh, but I did it. Good, good. I was going to say, like, I can imagine that kind of like
0: it's it fear because it's like you're talking about people that have spent years in this industry, like really owning mm-hmm. a craft. And here you are being the lead for it. And you have to make sure you don't sound like you're just brand new to this gig, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, but obviously yeah. hearing the experience that you kind of had so far and how you kind of been able to, to carry yourself with both previous voice acting stuff and other art stuff that you put yourself through or whatnot, like.
1: I can yeah. only imagine
0: how professional of a performance you put out there more than anything else.
1: Oh, thanks. You know, I tried my best, and I got good direction on it uh, from my dad and our booth director, Tim. And, you know, it's it's it was definitely a difficult thing for me to do, especially because there was some narration that I had to do as well, mm-hmm. so I had to make that sound interesting. Um, but narration is hard to make it sound interesting. But I also had to, you know, kind of brush off my my accents and characters as well for like other additional things and um, it was just kind of weird like animating to my own voice as well. Uh, Not animating, but you know, (laughs) animatic. Like having to listen to my voice all the time and I'm like, ugh, Uh, I sound so (laughs) stupid. Oh, I sound this and that. Also, people assume oh, you're a voice actor. You must not hate the sound of your own voice when you hear it on recording. No, the record. no, you, no, you, no, no. We hate no, it. No. We hate it. No. Just We're just like everyone else. We all hate how we sound uh, on recording. I'll
0: say, look, I, I do this podcast on a weekly basis, all right? I have to go back mm-hmm. and listen through just to make sure I got to edit out certain parts or whatnot. I cannot tell you how much it kills me sometimes to hear my own voice and think to myself, God, could you just, like, sound,
1: like, 20% better? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's a struggle. <sighs> I get it. <laughs> yep. It's the worst. But
0: regardless, the fact that you and your dad came together to make such an incredible and unique concept, and you guys are getting the opportunity now to pitch it out to people. Like, I, I'm, yeah. I'm excited for you guys. I want to see this like come to fruition. I want to be able to to hear that the the newest show on Fox's Animation Domination is gonna be the the Comic Casino or whatever. Like, I, I yeah. want that. Hopefully,
1: hopefully, hopefully. Uh, we've already met with a lot of people, uh, but, you know, there is one, one particular studio that did show, like, a very strong interest, but, again, writers, actors strike is going on, and that's been weird for everyone. Yep. Uh, so, you know, right now, I'm just working on my housewife, uh, pitch Bible, and, um, seeing where that goes and doing freelance things and and also i've been doing a lot of voiceover lately so that i'm very grateful for that
0: well there you go there you go i mean also one of the opportunities you kind of had around this time is to provide a little bit of work for a a certain independent adult animated horror comedy concept starring a a very cute little demon goat um and that is for the evil little thing can you can you describe for the people at home just kind of the hand you've had in this incredible little concept
1: Well, um, I did a couple of little backgrounds of the the kind of the street in the house uh, first. And then I went and did turnarounds of the three main characters. Wait, no. Just the two. Just the two. Mm -hmm. Yes. I did turnarounds of the two main characters and the one that's not the goat. The (laughs) ones that are not the goat. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I did the turnarounds of those and that was super fun. Um, and I really, I love the aesthetic of it a lot. It's so much fun. Um, and I just had a lot of fun doing these, these turnarounds. They were like a total blast. I mean, uh, I, I imagine, and, I imagine it kind of worked yeah. hand
0: in hand with like the housewife concept that you had. in fact, it's that cool, like 1950s aesthetic, but yet somehow like, yeah. Slightly
1: creepy oh, also I did reason. the logo too. I did the logo. I forgot to say I did the logo. Cause I remember like Uh, tipsy was like yeah this is our current logo and i'm like well what about this one she's like oh let's use that and i'm like all right great (laughs)
0: cool you know trust me i I still graphic design is is my passion
1: (laughs) (laughs) thank you i'm really glad i'm glad you like it. It it's it was a fun little thing because i've I've been working in mid-century modern stuff for a while, you know, with Comic Casino, because that's all, like, mid-century modern, and then Housewife is mid-century modern. I love that aesthetic. I love how, like, just just really creepy it all is once you, like, strip away the exterior, because everyone, like, romanticizes it. Like, oh, I want to I go to a diner, and I want to go have dinner, and a milkshake with my boyfriend. <laughs> you know, like, everyone just kind of I don't know. They just like romanticize it all. And I'm just like, well, I mean, the aesthetic was really cool, but you know, there was also like, pff, I don't know, racism yep. and also like bad things happening <sighs> and also uh, really terrible ideals for women and how they should just stay in the kitchen. So I'm yep. like, okay, so the aesthetic is really cool, but there are some creepy ideas underneath. Oh, yes. Like, there's some freaky stuff. And then I see it done wrong and I'm like, Oh, I want to do it right. I want to do it something good. Mm-hmm. Like, and like the evil little thing, like, it seems like it's doing it right. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be a part of that. And I want to, like, like, I know you guys are doing it right. And, um, and you know, hopefully with this housewife thing, I hope that I do it right there too. Cause I specifically, I'm talking about don't worry, darling, because that was terrible. Yeah, Yep. It was a terrible film. Oh, and I was like, yeah. man. Man, I wish, you know, like I wish I had a hand in that so I could have, I feel like I probably could have done some cool things for that movie and that would be creepy.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, sorry, go on.
1: I will say it is quite funny. It is a a comedy. It turns into a comedy if you watch it as a parody of a Jordan Peele movie. (laughs) If you watch it as that, you will have the best time.
0: (laughs) So are you telling me that this is more or less like the room of the of Jordan Peel movies yes. and whatnot?
1: Yes. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I watched it because I was like, this reminds me because I feel like, Oh God! What was the what was the lady's name that directed it? She also directed Booksmart. I'm gonna forget it, and then everyone's uh, gonna hate me. But she
0: uh, is it Olivia she was Wilde
1: in I the think? movie too? Yes, yes, yes. So it's it's Olivia Wilde's like foray into horror because she she directed Booksmart, which is like a comedy, right? And that's a really fun, mm-hmm. good comedy. And then. And then she started going into horror. So I think that she thought that she could be Jordan Peele because he's such a funny guy. And then he went and directed Get Out, which is like horror comedy. And then he got a lot of success. So I think my theory, my film theory, is that Olivia Wilde wanted to be the next Jordan Peele (laughs) and she tried it and it didn't work. So if you watch it as a parody of a Jordan Peele movie, you'll like it.
0: I mean, you, you know that like the the expectations were going to be low when the biggest thing to come out of that movie was the controversy behind it when it comes to all the actors and who's fucking who like you you know you weren't exactly going to be coming yeah. in for a classic when that's the big story coming out of it so
1: yeah <laughs> But, it's not the best. No, not the best. Not the coolest.
0: But back to obviously the original point of what we were getting at, like having that aesthetic, like I imagine especially whenever you got the opportunity to tinker around with some of the stuff with the evil little thing, like it was cool for you to really, yeah. it, you know, tinker more with that aesthetic. And that's something that I appreciate you being able to really bring forth, like whether it be with the evil little thing, whether it's the housewife or your own, or, you know, especially hearing that the comic yeah. casino is going to be embracing some of those uh uh Aesthetics as well, like it just makes me excited to know that like you have found a very comfortable lane to really express yourself because that yeah. that aesthetic, like you like especially with what I see with the housewife. Oh, you've you've done a fantastic job yeah.
1: with it. <laughs> oh, thank you. I have fun, and it's kind of funny because like it, it is really funny when like people are like, oh, like oh, you know who who must this be. Who must this be behind the face of this like creepy art? Like, oh she's she's murdering children or whatever it is. Like who who what what insane freak could have done this? And I'm like, Hi, I'm Miranda, I'm (laughs) (laughs) twenty-three. I can do silly voices in front of my computer.
0: Hello, Shaka Bra, all that stuff, let's go.
1: (laughs) Hi. Well I mean I don't do well at parties.
0: (laughs) Oh come on. <laughs> no. You can't tell me that you No, I like I love I parties. About, I love parties. Uh,
1: I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was
0: about to say like you seem like the kind of person that would be like the life of the party sometimes. Like I Oh. Uh,
1: <laughs> but like you know that that is also not the not fitting the bill of terrifying characters that yeah 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 (laughs) i i guess most you know you would think i was some like incel freak or something i don't know (laughs) i was literally
0: just about to say i guess people think that like horror people are like these incels that spend a little bit too much time in a dark corner in a room or something like that like Like, no
1: no (laughs) like i'm cute
0: (laughs) my mommy thinks i'm cute um but like regardless like just thinking back to like your art journey as a whole the fact that you've been able to have a hand in this stuff at a very young age and like really get a chance to embrace it as you got older and having these cool opportunities come to either come to you or opportunities that you developed that your for yourself that have really evolved into these incredible like artistic achievements at the end of the day like yeah it has to amaze you uh-huh. how far you've been able to come along on this art journey so far
1: I mean, I would again, I wouldn't say like amaze. I think it's just like my journey just like anyone else's journey, you know? Like I I think that it's really important to just kind of keep being yourself and um I know it's cliché, but like I feel like I love I love what I do and I'm very lucky to get to do what I do, you know? Like I'm so happy that I can make money with my art because not everyone can do that. Oh, yeah. And not everyone has the drive. Um, which is like, okay, you don't have to be a content creator. You don't have to be an artist. You don't have to be a voice actor. You can do whatever you want. It's just like, I don't know. I I'm just really happy and grateful to be able to get to do what I love for a living. Like that is so cool. And <laughs> <laughs> not everyone gets to say that. No, absolutely. So I'm just lucky. I
0: I mean, call it luck. I I say it's just a culmination of incredible skills at the end of the day. Seeing what you've been able to put out there. But obviously, I'm gushing at this point. I'm gushing at this point. But Aw, thank you for this next question, if I may. How about we go a little above and beyond. Let's let's give you a little more luck, if I may, and give you more or less the dream scenario. Let's say I am yes. Big Shot Mr. Moneybags. I come up to him like, look, Miranda, trust me, we've seen what you've been capable of. We know that you got some incredible stuff, and we're deeply invested. We just we just want to give you that little extra push, a little extra platform to really get to that point where you want to. We mm-hmm. have access to anyone and everyone in whatever industry possible, although you have some good connections beforehand. I mean, you know... Regardless. And more money than there should be possible, we really should be paying for those actors at this point. I mean they have really put in all that hard work and they've yeah. of time. We'll focus on them in a minute, we promise. But right now we are focusing on you and you alone. If given this opportunity, what would be the Dream Miranda Parkin project?
1: I mean, I would say like Housewife. I would love to make a Housewife movie. That would be awesome, okay. which is like what I'm trying for right now, which I think would be really cool. Because at first I was like, oh, like it's, there's no, like, there's no, there's nothing beyond this little internet video. Because there's some things that just should just stay on the internet, yes. you know, and shouldn't <laughs> become a movie you know like I, there's a lot of things out there that are much better in short form and that's not like a diss towards short form content because there's a lot of great short form content uh, Agreed. but potentially you know like some shouldn't be made into a movie and that's fu- it should just stay in that short form because it's great in quick little bites and it's like perfect that way um but I was kind of afraid that there wouldn't be a story there but if there is a story to be told with housewife that I'm kind of feeling like there might be uh You know after doing some writing sessions with friends and and i'm like wow that would be a really great movie to make i would love to do that or you know something completely different i would love to just make like a horror movie like an animated horror movie just in general that would be amazing that would be so cool um or an animated show i would love to do comet i would love to get to do comet um but, I mean, in terms of, like, people that I would, like, love to, like, work with, I would love to work with, like, Ari Aster. That would be, like, a dream director. There
0: you go. Uh,
1: like, if I was able to, like, do some art for one of his movies, that would be, like, insane. Uh, but, you know, like, I just think that I would just love to do to do anything, like, horror related. I think I would love to make some horror, some creepy stuff for, for people to look at with their eyes. I mean,
0: I... <laughs> <laughs> ah yes with their beautiful stunning eyes that you can clearly see and not animatronic yes. or whatnot um <laughs> no but i mean like especially with the potential that is there with some of the stuff that you presented onto the world especially with housewife like i know you said that like you know it, like takes to some writing sessions you know that there's definitely more of a story in there I can tell you right now, Mm -hmm. like you, like even before those writing sessions, there was a lot of puzzle pieces there that could honestly be put together for a really amazing, like wonderfully told story. And it makes me excited to see what you and your, you and your group, like you and your people are going to be like really brewing up. If given the opportunity. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I will say it involves a paranoid style. Walt Disney kind of figure, like a paranoid, like, Oh, what's his name? Um, uh, the guy that, like, was paranoid about people watching him from the... I'm never going to remember his name. I was going to... Like, I want to say it's Charles Lindbergh, but it's not. Oh, uh oh, um, It's...
0: Yeah, I, I like... I, uh, you know who I'm talking I know, about, know I know who you're talking about, but I the name is Just not... Just gonna...
1: paranoid rich people. There you go. Paranoid there rich you go. people. <laughs> so, like, it's a... He's kind of a paranoid, like, Walt Disney-style figure, and a museum slash mall dedicated to consumerism, um, and some scrapper kids. Oh. So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things there um, that would be really fun to uh, like work with and play with. And I'm not going to reveal too much more of, of it, uh, but it should be really fun. It, I'm really excited. It certainly
0: sounds fun more than anything else, but. Sadly, we yeah. gotta get down from the dream scenario. We gotta get back to reality. And I'll ask the ever-so-generic question. Where do you hope to see yourself, say, five to ten years from now?
1: Uh, On a beach covered in cocaine and hookers. <laughs> Hell yeah, no, brother! Um, <laughs> this... <laughs> uh, no, no. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I would just... I would like to be happy and healthy and uh, doing still continuing to do what, what I love, whether that be in large format, making a movie or a smaller format, doing freelance, you know. Like, really, it's kind of, I don't want to be like, I want to be a millionaire in five years. Like, that would be really cool, and I would like to make that happen. But, like, you know, like, I just want to be happy. I want to be, like, I'm, I'm happy now. I'm doing pretty good. But like I want I want to keep that going. I want to be able to still do what I love and uh, would love to be on an animated show. That would be really cool. Yeah, I would love that. That would be awesome.
0: I mean just basically uh, just basically having the more of what you have right now, because in fact, you got a lot going on and a lot of good things going your way. Yeah, that, that's a good thing to strive for. Just keep up the good mood, Keep up yeah. the good vibes.
1: Yeah. And like, you know, whether it's on a larger scale, like making a movie or like smaller scale, like I said, like it can be, I just want to be happy and like still doing what I love, whether it's big or small. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, there you
0: go. Yeah, that's a good thing to strive for more than anything else. Mm-hmm. As we start to wind down in the interview, I just have one last question I want to ask you, Miranda. Obviously, you've been yes. deeply entrenched in art for ages at this point, for just about as long as you can remember.
1: What gave it away? <laughs> I don't
0: know. Maybe it's because you have a dad that's you know, a very good part in the, the voice acting community. Just to say anyways. Uh, but you've been deeply entrenched in art for as long as you can remember. How important is art not just for you, but for the world as a whole?
1: Um, I think art is, is, uh, is kind of what makes life worth living, honestly. Like, in, in, in one sense or another, like, I do think that art is, like, the key to living a good life. I don't want to meet, I don't want to get too philosophical, but music is art. Yes. And art, visual art is art. And movies, cinema is art. TV shows is art. Graphic design is art. You know, all of those things, uh... I I god I this is so stupid and it's so facebook mom but like what was what was it there was a stupid like bumper sticker that was, that was like the earth without art is just eh I, it's like EH I, and then the RT. Okay, so it's it's so dumb. It's the stupidest word no, pun I've ever heard no, in my entire life. I, I just, I just, but it's I, true. I,
0: I, I just want to say super quick the only reason why I'm laughing is because literally I ended the first episode of my podcast saying that, all right? So I know that phrase a little too well.
1: Oh my god. Really? <laughs> yes. Holy shit. But it's like true though. Yeah. Like it's true. Like literally every literally what we are doing right now just talking to each other about art is art. It's a form of audio that you can and it's creative you don't know where it's going it's improvisational you know comedy is art it's it's all art like I think I think that the world would be really really sad without art really not great
0: yep so I could not agree more and that is wonderfully worded if I do say so myself um that is all the questions I have for you, Miranda. I've already showered you with a whole bunch of praise, but I want to show you a little bit more because, because it's my podcast. I do what I want. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, you could do what
0: you want. Exactly. Live your life. Exactly. And I've certainly been enjoying not just like how <laughs> I, I've i been really enjoying your art ever since I first got to really immerse myself into it. Like I said, ever since I first saw that first little Housewives stuff, like I was just In locked in just because of how well, thank you, just because of how well done it is more than anything else. Like, the horror concepts like that are probably out there if you dig deep enough, but like, with how well you were able to execute it and like really get that sense of like unnerving and fear and like the back of your neck, like that it it really showcased like true talent right off the bat. And then, really getting to immerse myself, seeing like all the different kind of art and seeing the kind of influences that really had upon you, and then getting to also do some more research upon you, getting to learn more about like your history seeing kind of like the opportunities you've had, not just with that kind of art, but all different aspects of art, especially like the voice acting, hearing you have such incredible opportunities that some people can only dream about. Like, it's incredible to me that like, you've been able to to, to get all this stuff and not only just get these opportunities, but really knock each one out of the park, like do a really phenomenal job each and every single time you're given something. I mean, because let's be honest, there are people in this world that are given opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, and it doesn't live up to expectations at the the very least. You know, everyone has like, there's a lot of people that have like a, a, you know, a bad take or a bad flop here and there or whatnot. But like every single yeah. opportunity that I've seen you do, whatnot, you do a phenomenal job every single time and get an opportunity. Oh,
1: thank you. And get
0: an opportunity to talk to you now, get to really learn about your history and like what you're doing to both for now and in the future. Like, it just makes me excited it makes me ecstatic to see what you have cooking up next because every little thing that you talked about like i could tell the love and passion you have for this stuff and that's what the most exciting part seeing that like no matter what you put yourself into no matter what opportunities you're given you seem to have the same love and passion for all of it that just lets me know that whatever you're gonna be producing next is gonna be phenomenal because there's gonna be a lot behind it and it just makes me excited so Thank you for Mir- thank you, Miranda, for all that you do. Please keep up the phenomenal work, and just know that I mean you probably could tell from your are following alone, but you have people like myself that's gonna be rooting for you every single step of the way for whatever you do.
1: Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. I just uh, you know I'm having a good time, and I'm I just I try my best with everything I do. So I think that's that's my piece of advice for everyone. Just try your best, and uh, and. And also don't be afraid to like direct message people like yeah. that you like like artists and stuff on Instagram. Like if you DM me, I'll I'll probably respond to you. Like you know if you say, "Hey man, I like your art." That'll like make my day, you know? Like I've made a lot of connections from just DMing people and being like, "Hey man, I love your art. Keep up the good work." And like whether it leads to anything or not, that's not the point. Like the yeah. point is sharing good vibes. You know, the, the, I don't the,
0: know. There's a difference between like sharing that love and passion and just being desperate for attention. Trust me. Yeah, I, no, it's not.
1: <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I've sadly had at least a couple people that should just be like, hey, can I be on your podcast? I'm like, that's not what this is about. This is about showcasing like no. people doing a phenomenal job with their art and doing a lot of love and passion behind it. So,
1: yeah. And, no, I get it.
0: And, I understand. And I, I'm so grateful that, you know, I was able to at least have a connection to where we could actually make this interview a little better. Shout out to tipsy J hearts for actually making this interview possible more than anything else.
1: Thank you tipsy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but for those that might be, for some reason, not know what in the world we are talking about and want to see all about this stuff that I'm gushing about, go ahead and plug yourself for the people at home.
1: Oh, hello. Um, my name is Miranda. Uh, I like long walks on the beach. Uh, no, um, uh uh uh. So my Instagram is parkinart, like parking without the G. Mm-hmm. Uh, so parkinart, known spaces, or if you just type Miranda Parkin, it'll come up. Uh, my Twitter is M Parkin B, like like the letter B. Um, and my TikTok is also parkinart, and so is my YouTube. So it's it's mostly parkinart everywhere, except for Twitter, and someone was already parkinart there, so
0: yeah, yeah, fair enough. Imposter. <laughs> well if you miss any links or for some reason some of the links you said are wrong, I'll be sure to have them in the description below to make sure to get people covered oh, more thank than anything you. else. Yay. And um, I, I just also want to say, like, at least for me personally, please keep me in the loop about the, the comic casino. Cause like that <laughs> one just sounds like fun more than anything else. Like I, I
1: absolutely no, Yeah. I really hope that we get to make it. Yeah. Fingers crossed.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, and, and more than anything else, I also want to say like, I don't know if he, he listens to this episode or if you could just tell him afterwards or whatnot, like thank your dad for getting you to this point. Cause it's been incredible to see the artist you've been able to develop and to know that he had a major part in it is, you know, it's incredible
1: i will and i will also tell him thank you because he's great he's wonderful he's an amazing guy and he's such a great he has a he teaches kids classes for commercial acting and he's okay. great with his kids um it's just like it's he's such a great guy and i'm really happy that he is my dad
0: absolutely so. I'll, I'll tell you what i also go ahead and say this if if he is interested and wants to to talk his ears off about his career stuff like that he has an open invitation for this podcast as well
1: Oh shit. I'll tell him. Also, I'll I'll absolutely tell him. Okay. He would love that.
0: Incredible. Well, if that's the case, do you have any final words before we sign off?
1: Um uh, 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 that's um go watch my happy marriage. Uh go watch that on Netflix. That's my that's my anime debut. And, uh, and it's, it's a really fun little thing and go watch, go watch, um, Gary Unmarried because my dad wrote that and go watch Moonrise Kingdom if you haven't. There you go. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Do all that.
0: Exactly. Do all, (laughs) do all that, please. Like show love and support for all the, the, the art that, and impact that Marina's had in one way or another. Uh, (laughs) with that, I have left to say is for the people at home, pay your artists.
1: Yeah, pay your freaking artists and your freaking actors and your freaking everyone. Pay them, please. Please. Pretty please with sugar on top. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for sticking around to the end. If this is your first time listening, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. Um, This was sincerely a fun episode. Miranda just had this great personality about herself, and especially getting to talk about the stuff that she's passionate about or the stuff that she has a hand in, in one way or another. It honestly blew my mind because I did not know what to expect going into this conversation. I mean, I knew it was going to be a good chat, but I mean, Miranda, if you've gotten to this point, let me tell you first and foremost, this was a fun episode, and I sincerely hope we get the opportunity to talk more. Um, it's, it just blows my mind. Some of the people I've been able to have on this podcast and the connections they have in one way or another to incredible people in the industry. Um, and the opportunities they're able to do as well. I mean, especially like this housewife concept, the main reason why I wanted to bring Miranda on the fact that she was able to create that opportunity for herself is absolutely outstanding. I mean, it just blew my mind more than anything else. Just seeing that and instantly falling in love with it. Like a lot of people on the internet have. And I mean, on top of that, getting to talk to her a little bit more, hearing about the voice acting she's been able to have a hand in, some of the other art opportunities, having an opportunity to potentially get a show on the air in one way or another, that, it blows my mind. And it just makes me more excited for incredible opportunities with artists like this. It just reminds me back to the, the people that I've always tried to help and Make their dreams a reality, which, once again, I know I said it in the intro, I know I mentioned it in the middle of the podcast, but please, 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 if you guys have not had an opportunity to check out the Indiegogo for the Evil Little Thing, I sincerely hope you do. There's some incredible rewards there, there's a lot of love and passion going behind this project, there's a lot of excitement with it as well, at least for the people that are on the crew I mean, I know Tipsy's excited to to really see this thing come to fruition. I'm excited for the opportunity to write some more incredible episodes. The voice actors that we've had on board, they're excited to really bring these characters to life. We just need your help. That's all that I can ask at the end of the day. I mean, seeing incredible art such as this one, seeing the incredible art that Miranda's been able to produce... All that love and support really makes this community go round. at the end of the day. And that's the stuff that I love and appreciate and want to see a lot more of. Whether it is with the Housewife concept, whether it is with the Evil Little Thing, or whatever projects you guys are working on. I know I know you guys put a lot of effort into your stuff, so please, please keep going with it. Uh, it really does mean a lot. If you're listening to this on the day that it releases or the weekend of or whatever, um, go ahead and give you guys a heads up. There's no episode next week. Uh, I'm going to New Orleans. <laughs> I'm taking a week to enjoy myself a little bit of a vacation with my mom. You know, spend some quality time with people. <laughs> so yeah, no new episode next week. There will be an episode the following week. And who knows? Maybe I might have a surprise bonus episode in the work for you guys. Just saying a little bit of fun. Please take care of yourselves, alright? Keep up that love and support for both yourselves and for the projects out there that you're passionate about. Let's really bring this community together and let's really lift people up. And also, donate to the Indiegogo for the evil little thing. Please, 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 please!